Doing okay? You had a good time so far? Okay, I'm gonna put a stop to that. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Help From The Line, where we get real about mental health and emergency services. We're glad you're here with us. Let's jump into the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It's Wednesday. We all know what that means. It's Wisdom Wednesday. I'm sure that a lot of you have seen it on my Instagram posts, on my Facebook. And this is one that I thought it wasn't going to do enough justice just to come to you guys in my post like I normally do. You know, I've done some Wisdom Wednesday stuff where we've actually put out in a, a podcast episode for it. And I really thought with this one today that that is what we needed to do with this, that we needed to get on here. We needed to put out an episode and actually go through what the post is is about. So, you know, throughout our day-to-day functions in the firehouse, we are a team, we're a big family, and that is, you know, that's every day. And for most of us, you know, we keep that congruent team throughout the whole atmosphere, throughout our entire shift. That's what we're there to do. We work together, we build each other up, and we have a great time on shift. There are at times, though, and I saw this a lot when I worked, you know, full time. There was <laughs> there was that little bit of tension between shifts. And, you know, when you work for a department uh, like my volunteer department, where, yes, you know, we are that we have that part time staffing where, you know, we do actually staff. We're not 100 percent volunteer anymore. And but you you're never on with the same person. You're never on with the same crew. Yes, there are going to be times that, you know, you do work with the same people, but it's not that shift work like a lot of us are used to. It's not every time we come to work, we're with the same people. We a lot of times work with new people or different people almost every shift. So there is times that this creates a bit of that shift tension. And it shouldn't. This is, you know, this is actually very concerning to me that we have allowed this type of mentality to go on where instead of continuing to build each other up as we would do with those people that are on our own shift in the full-time setting, it should really be this way across the board. We shouldn't put anyone down, whether they're on our shift, off our shift. We work with them all the time. We see them once a month at the volunteer firehouse. We should constantly be supporting each other. Now, I will say that all of us have fallen into this putting someone down. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you currently are in the fire service or if you're just starting or if you're the chief of fire department. There has been a time that you yourself has put someone down that is on your team. And it is what it is. It has happened. But we need to move past that and we need to start building this new culture Currently, the culture of the fire department is a toxic culture. We are looking at this thing where we see a lot of fire departments anymore that there's a lot of people that are, are I don't know that I just want to say that they're out for, for just themselves, but there can be a lot of tension built up. And now you have, you know, so-and-so getting someone else in trouble for something. You have that 
B shift saying that A shift didn't do their job right or C shift saying that B shift didn't do their job right. And I understand that to a point. You know, if something is catastrophically wrong, that is going to have to be reported. And it's not necessarily you, you know, saying anything bad about that person. You know, if there is a problem, you still have to report the problem. That's not what we're here to talk about. What I am talking about, though, is when someone has an opportunity to better themselves and further their own career, we should never put them down for that. If someone is able to go out and do something else, we should not put them down for that. We should not have this jealous culture that we do at times. I've seen it quite a bit. When I went from just working at a volunteer house, moving into a more critical care setting and starting transport with a critical care service, there was a lot of people that got very defensive over what I was doing when I was back at my volunteer house working on the med unit. And to me, I just, I didn't understand this. I was now working with a culture of people that are 100% for each other, there to help each other, there to work alongside each other. And I'm not going to lie and tell you that, you know, there wasn't you know, so-and-so that didn't necessarily like so-and-so, but when it came time to working, they put that aside and they worked well together. I have also worked shifts places where, you know, two individuals that are going to be on the same shift, you know, they are working together and you notice that tension throughout the entire shift. And I saw this a lot at my full-time job. Because we didn't always know necessarily the people on another shift, when they came in to work with us, you saw this dividing line that was set. That person went and did, you know, their own thing. A lot of times they would work on projects that their shift was doing and stayed kind of out of what our shift was doing. So, you know, our shift guys were doing what we were doing. And, you know, the the person that was coming in on an OT shift, they went out and kind of did their own thing while we were at the firehouse, you know, or whatever. Now, we got very good in not necessarily counting that individual into our staffing. We were not going to require them to go out and do the things that our shift was assigned. You know, so we worked in a very big area and we did a lot more than just firefighting. So... You know, part of our daily stuff was we went out and, you know, we serviced suppression systems. We did extinguisher checks. We did extinguisher filling. And we all had different assigned areas per shift. So if that was something that we were working on, we did not expect that OT guy to do it with us because it wasn't their assigned area and it wasn't their assigned work. Now, there were times that a lot of us knew each other. You know, I had initially come from D shift and after about a year there, I moved on to B shift and that became my home that, you know, the Bravo night crew became my home. And after that, even the guys that came from D shift that came to work on our shift as OT, there was still that dividing line. Now, I will say the entire time that I was on the D shift, I didn't necessarily fit in with the crew culture that they had created. 
I was very, you know, let's go out, let's be doing this and this and this. And that crew was more, well, you know, we wait till like the last day of the month to do that. And that just wasn't um, what I wanted to do or, or what I had intended to do. So when I came on to Bravo, it was smooth sailing. I got along with all the guys. You know, yes, we did still have those little shift arguments and that's okay. But we didn't continually put each other down or say that, you know, we shouldn't, you know, that person shouldn't be doing this. And that's a good environment to have. So one of the guys ended up, you know, going to medic school while we were working. And you kind of know the end game at that point. We weren't a department that required a medic. And we just knew at that point, because we were a, a private fire brigade, we knew at that point that he was probably going to start testing for, uh, you know, a municipal fire department job. To me and to the other guys on our shift, we thought that that was fantastic for him. We were 100% for him. And that's the culture that we should be setting. If someone decides that they want to go and better themselves with education, it doesn't matter what their current position is or what their current goals are or what their future plans are. What matters is that at this very moment, they are going to school, they are bettering themselves, and we should be supportive of that. You know, so all of these people that have gone through this, whether it be at my volunteer department or when I was a full-time guy, I was 100% for them. My biggest thing to them was, hey, let me know if you need anything. If you do, we can get together. I can help you study. I can show you notes that I had. I can give you my books from medic school that, you know, I'm a big I'm a big person that writes in the textbooks. So do you want my books? Like I have a lot of notes written in the margins of my books. You know, you're more than welcome to those. You know, if I have any notes left, I'll, I'll make copies of my notes. I'll send them over to you. And that creates this culture of togetherness. It, it really creates a positive working atmosphere that you know that no matter what you are doing or what your goals are, your people that you work with that are, you know, your guys, your shift, or even they're not, they just work on the same department as you. They are backing you in the decisions that you are making to go better yourself and even possibly to leave that place to go somewhere else. And that's the mentality we have to have. You know, the chief of my volunteer department, he has always said that, you know, he wants to see his people succeed, even if it's not necessarily with our department. When I initially took a full-time test for a municipal department job, he told me, hey, what do you need from me? Do you need a reference letter? Do you need, you know, a, a reference in general? Do you need recommendations? And, you know, that that meant a lot to me. But it's keeping this culture. So that, you know, when we establish that, we have to keep it. And I think that throughout officer, you know, changes and administration changes and everything that the top ranks can change and, you know, and move on that kind of sliding scale. When that happens, the culture of that department can change. So if you go from having a chief that is 100% for his people going out, bettering themselves, and possibly leaving one day, to someone that's in charge of that department that is 
you know, only for themselves, completely for their own department, doesn't want their people to go anywhere. And because they don't want people to go anywhere, they hold them back from bettering themselves. It becomes extremely toxic. Now, let's take administration out of it and let's focus down and and pinpoint it to the, the working guys, the floor guys, and how they interact with each other. If we become too personal in our own job and in our own minds and become too insecure, that's when you see people that don't want to support others that are bettering themselves because of a fear that their position will be taken. I'm going to tell you now that most of the people that are going to school, they don't have the thought that, well, when I get done with this, I'm going to take that person's job, especially if they're just just that their job will be the same. It's not that... Well, I'm going to get this certification, and even though this person already has this certification, I don't want to be an equal with them. I want to take their spot. That's not what these people are thinking when they go to school. And we need to get off thinking that that's the way that they think. And when we get off of that, we realize that this person is going to be the same that I am. They're going to have the exact same certification that I am. And my job is to teach them everything that I know to make them better than I am. You should never have the goal that you want someone to come out of school and be as good as you are. You should always want someone to come out of school and be better than you are. We should live along that teaching mentality of see one, do one, teach one. Because that is how the people underneath us and the people coming up to our level are going to bypass our level, get better themselves, and then take that type of respect that you showed them in making them better to then the person that will be underneath them. This is how the fire service grows and expands and exceeds the expectations of what we currently have for it. I don't mean to get, you know, anywhere emotional about this. It's really not what it is. I'm not necessarily mad that this happens. It doesn't really affect me on my day-to-day life. But what it does do is it, it shows me that we are not doing the best that we can for the new guys. When these new guys come into the firehouse, they should have every expectation of being taken under somebody's wing and really shown the ropes of what is going on. And From that person, they should learn just about everything. And that person doesn't have to be an officer. Go back to my podcast on fire department leadership and listen to that. This can be a 100%, you know, three-year guy, two-year guy that just does their job, does their job well, and wants to be a leader. They don't have to be a lieutenant. They don't have to be a captain. Take them out of this. 
when we have these individuals that are sitting at the same rank that then begin to become extremely catty about someone else that is going to better themselves, that's where we do the fire service a huge, huge dishonor. And, you know, this is what I'm talking about on Wisdom Wednesday. No matter what we do, we should be supportive of each other. It builds a positive atmosphere. If the only time that we're going to support each other is on an emergency call, then what are we doing staffing a station? Because so you can be positive on a car accident or a house fire and look like you're a 100% team. Then you get back to the station and what happens then? Everyone just goes their own separate ways. You don't talk. You don't work together. You don't do the station chores together. You don't cook together. You don't eat together. What are you doing? You know, here's what should happen. And here's what we see in firehouses across the nation. You go on that call. And how you treat each other should not change on that call from how it is when you're at the station. I think everyone is in agreement that a fire department should have a kitchen table and at the kitchen table is where the world's problems are solved. That is where, you know, we support one another. That is where, you know, the new guy comes and talks to us about, hey, I'm thinking about going to medic school. What do you guys think? And don't ever tell them, uh, I don't think that you should go. It should always 100% of the time be absolutely but remember, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to take up a lot of your time. There's no reason to be negative about that education. Just be honest with them. And when we build that positive atmosphere, there's no telling how far these guys are going to go. Like anything in life, if there's positivity involved, if there's encouragement involved, and if we are just there to genuinely look out for one another, everyone is going to succeed in their mission. Everyone is going to flourish from that type of attitude. When the environment is filled with negativity, you're going to see a decrease in morale. Things aren't going to be getting done. You know, uh, no one is going to want to stay over after that late call to do what they need to do or to finish up around the station. That's when you're going to see, you know, a firehouse in disarray. Guys aren't talking to each other. There's no real coordination or communication on fire grounds or incident scenes or even med runs. A positive attitude builds up everybody from top to bottom and makes everyone feel welcome in that atmosphere. So, you know, my biggest thing is that, you know, this Wisdom Wednesday, the wisdom that I want to share with you guys is to always hold that positive attitude. No matter if you're on a call or you're at the station or whatever you have going on, whatever you have going on in life, be positive about it. Encourage each other. Encourage someone that you don't even know. Smile at someone. Say hi. You might have just made their day. You might have just made their day 10 times better you might have pulled someone out of the dumps just by smiling at someone and saying hi. And I think that even the people that we are used to being around, 
the people that are on in the department with us, the people that come on shift with us, I don't think that we always give them that same respect that we're going to give to 98-year-old grandma when we go to her house because she hit her medic alert button. If anyone tells me that that is the time to be angry, I, I don't know how to respond to you because it's not. When we go to a, a patient's house, we should, you know, it's just like customer service. Great client care is what we need to seek and, you know, always push for and push forward to. Because we are here to provide a service to the community. And we have to be positive on those types of calls and, and every call that we go to. So we need to keep the positivity 100% of the time, 24-7, in the firehouse, out of the firehouse, be positive, encourage one another, help one another, always offer a hand to someone else. Don't ever put anybody down. That is what we need to live for in the job that we do. We all see the stress. We've all been through it. No one is going to take your job. You know, they're on the department just like you are. You know, you at one point in time, you know, were the low man on the totem pole that you wanted to go get more education. So why is it okay now that you're telling someone else that they shouldn't be? Go get that education. Go get better. There's nothing wrong with getting better in the job that you do. Always push yourself to be better. Push others to be better. And that's the wisdom for Wednesday. Be positive. Stay positive. Help everyone out that you can. And when you do that, your whole attitude, their whole attitude, the attitude of your fire department is going to change. I promise. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom for Wednesday on Wisdom Wednesday. Have a good day.